Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Aren't you thankful for what you feel in the house? Amen, Brother Wayne. I'm thankful that we serve a God that's alive. Amen. That, that loves us, amen, wants the very best for us, Brother Darrell, the very best, amen, he wants the very best for us. I'm so humbled and so thankful to have an opportunity to come before you this evening. Before I get started, we're going to turn to Luke 9, verse 23. I just want to talk to you for just a few moments, Brother Orlando. But before I do, I just want to thank the church, thank the folks that helped us at Chiefland, Thank you, folks, for being so kind, Sister Terry. For now, almost three and a half years, we're ever so humble and ever so indebted and so thankful. Um, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you for your money. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your encouragement. Um, I just want to—I want to be found working for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Luke 9 and 23 reads like this. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. Church, say daily. And follow me. So tonight, for just a few moments, I want to talk to you how big is your cross. How big is your cross? Join me in prayer. Jesus, and you can be seated. Amen. Jesus said, let him deny himself, Sister Amy, and take up his cross daily. Sister Jen, that daily sometimes gets us in trouble. Amen. A daily walk. But I'm thankful that we serve Brother Brian a daily God. Amen. I'm thankful when I am bad, Sister Shanna, God is always still good. Amen. I'm thankful for a God, Brother Mike, that died for me when I was lost and undone. Loved me when I was unlovable. Amen. When I think about the cross, I think about brutality. Without and I think about Jesus beaten, beaten, frammed on, flesh tore from his bones. He, they stripped him naked. They, they put thorns on his head, Brother Jerry, and jammed them down in there beat him with his whip and just tore his flesh. And, and, and all he asked for us is to deny ourselves, take up our cross. Come on now, church. Take up our cross. Because when we needed him, he was there for us. Amen, Brother Darrell? Every time. 
and follow me. So for a few moments, I, I want to read in Matthew 11, 28 and 30. It says, come unto me, all ye that labor, heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Sister Jenny said, if we, will, if we would take his yoke upon us, upon us and learn of him, he said, he's meek and lowly in heart, and we shall find rest for our souls. Amen. There's a lot of things in verse 30 says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, Sister Chelsea, there's a lot going on in the world, but we as, as Christians, Sister Mary, we have an open invitation. At any time, he's encouraging us to come unto him and leave our labors, our worries, and our cares behind right there. Amen. Aren't you thankful, Brother Wayne, for a God that encourages us to get in supplication with him, to get in a relationship with him, amen? He, he, he wants us to, to, to let our light shine before men, Brother Donnie, that they may see our good works and glorify him, the Father. You know, James says something really, really strange in, in, in chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, and it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around it. But he said, Sister Terry said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diver temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If you're like Brother Wayne, when that trial starts happening, I'm ready to get out. Amen. But Sister Donna, God knows what I have need of before I ever ask. Amen. You know, a lot of times God, Brother Chris, has to put us in a place to where God can talk to us, to where God can show us. Amen. You really, Brother Junior, you don't know what you can go through until God allows you to get in a situation. Amen. Uh, Brother Danny, we was talking coming over tonight. I've heard some preachers preach about God's got a devil. Now, just chew on that for just a minute. We know you understand that the devil can't do anything to us, Sister Melinda, unless God gives him access. Come on now. And sometimes, Sister Mia, to get us stirred up, God's got to prod us a little bit. Amen now. You know, he told us to take up our cross and follow him daily. But sometimes, Sister Brittany, it's hard to follow God daily because there's so much other things going on in our life, Brother Chris. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for a God that says, listen, if you find yourself in a trial, Sister Amy, just hang on. It'll be all right. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. I just want to do a commercial break real quick. What a word did Brother Chris give Sunday morning. What a word. Amen. I'm not trying to embarrass Brother Chris, but what a powerful word. I'm thankful, I'm thankful for the word, Brother Orlando, that I get to hear when I come to this house. Amen. A word that I can go with me, Sister Jane, and encourage me on down the road. Amen. I'm thankful for the word that we get across this pulpit. So tonight, for just a few moments, I want to talk to you about a man called Job, and we all know the story. You know, I, I heard somebody say one time, you know, there's different kinds of crosses, obviously. And there's those crosses that people wear that, you know, they wear around their neck on a necklace, and, and they, they can you can either hide it, or you can pull it out so everybody can see it. Sometimes the cross are big like that. 
Amen. And, and I know a guy, Sister Donna, that comes to the courthouse and sells vegetables. He uh, takes a cross and puts a wheel on it, a big wooden cross, and carries it down like I-75. And, 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 and he said he does that so people will stop and ask him what's going on. And Sister Sherry, there's different sizes of crosses. Amen. And so the question I'm really wanting to drive at tonight, Brother Jimmy, is what are you going to do with your cross? When troubles and trials come, do you take it and put it underneath your collar and hide it down here where nobody sees it? Are you willing to get a medium-sized cross like we have here? Are you willing to get you a big cross that you can carry? Come on now, church. Because, see, it's easy while we in church to, to carry the big cross. Amen. Because we got brothers and sisters, Sister Lana, that are help encourage us and help lift up our feeble hands when they hang low. But Job, we're fixing to talk about a man that we all know about that found himself in a horrible place. Uh, uh, you know, Sister Townsend, he was in a horrible place and he could have just took his cross and put it underneath his T-shirt and you never would have seen it. Come on now, church. We're talking about the trying your faith, James said, worketh patience. You know, I was doing some reading about old Job, and I don't know how, Brother Howe, it don't say how long Job was in that situation, but I believe it was some time. Amen. And Brother Danny, I've been in some trials, not as long, obviously, as Job went through, but there's some things that will just shake your foundation if you're not careful. Amen. Sometimes you feel like you're on that old cross, and you've been stretched out, and you've been beaten, frammed on. But Sister Mary, I'm so thankful for a God that's already walked those steps, amen. He said he's already made a way of escape, and that escape is through him, Sister Beverly. He's our way of escape. Job 1 and 1 through 3 said, There was a man in the land of Oz, Oz whose name was Job, and that, that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 she-asses, a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east, Brother Jerry. He was the greatest of all there was around. He had it all going on. And we know the story that just a little bit by a little bit, a block got knocked off here and a block got knocked off here, Sister Michelle. In Job 1, 6 through 8, it says, And now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And guess who showed up? Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Sister Shannon, I just wonder if we would insert our name right there. Come on now, church. Amen. It's easy to say, I love Jesus and raise your hand, Brother Mike, when everything's going good. Amen. When Job's the wealthiest man of the East, he's got all this cattle and all this flock and all this stuff, Brother Junior. Amen. The kids are doing good. Everybody's happy. But he said that, he said, I wonder if, if he said, Satan, have you considered my faithful servant, Daryl? Amen now. Amen. We've all been there. Ain't you been there? When it seemed like all hell's come against you, Brother Justin, amen. But aren't you thankful for a God that's made a way? 
I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for the word of God that we can go back and dig out things because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Brother Larry, I'm so thankful that God left us a pattern that we can fall. See, Job didn't know that God and Satan had this thing going on. Amen now. When you think you're going through things, things don't happen by chance or accident, Sister Mia. There's a purpose that God's got for mine in your life. And sometimes we have to get prodded just a little bit, Brother Jerry. Amen. And he said that there is none like him in the earth. He said he was a perfect and an upright man, a one that feareth God and hated evil. Come on now. We all know the story that they, in that one day, they come and got all his stuff got all his animals. His kids was all in the house. The wind come and the house collapsed, Sister Jen. And I'm just wondering, Brother Ben, if that happened to old Brother Wayne, how would Brother Wayne handle that when this news come to his front door? Because if news ain't come to your house lately, it's coming. Amen. Brother Chava, it's coming. Amen. That's why it pays to be ready. That's why it pays to, to commit yourself to, to some praying and some fasting, some reading. God's really been dealing with me about witnessing. Sister Boyd, I, I, I can talk to people that I know. It ain't always easy to talk to people that don't want to talk to you. You know, we, they'll just, Brother Danny, we can talk about everything, but when you mention the name Jesus, something just seems to change in people's personality. Amen. They seem that something just rises up in them a little bit, Sister Donna. Amen. I think what rises up is what rose up in me, Sister Sherry, is that old flesh. Amen. Amen. There, there, Paul said there was a war going on in his members. Amen. When he would do good, there was evil ever present. Amen. Job, Job looked like Job had it all going on, Sister Chelsea. Then the old devil showed up and God said, had you considered... Aren't you thankful for a God that, that, that has enough confidence in himself and in you, Brother Jimmy, that he knows if he puts you in a trial that you're going to come through that thing? Aren't you thankful for that? Because, see, it, Brother Allen, it's, it, it's easy to, to say that, you know, I'll get up on that cross, but it's another thing when you get up on that cross. Amen. In verse 20, it says, And Job arose when he heard all this noise, and this news and rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and worship. Sometimes it's hard for me to, to believe in my mind that that would be a time to worship. But what's a better time to worship God than to when you need God? Amen. I, I, I've been in places when, when the doctor looked us square in the eyeballs and said, you got problems. You're going to have to bury your dad. He's never going to leave this hospital. I've been in his room when he was on life support, and the machine's just going up and down, up and down. Sister Jenny, you just, you know, you just, your mind's running, the devil's talking in one ear. God's trying to talk to you through faith in the other ear. Amen, church. How big is your cross? Do you want a big cross? Or do you just want a little cross that you can bring out when you just want to show the Jesus side of you? Come on now, church. The trying of your faith worketh patience. Because see, nothing calls your faith to attention until troubles wind up at your house. And for me to wrap my mind around that, that, that the man, when he found out all this news, 
the thing he wanted to do most, Brother Brian, was worship. He wanted to worship. He, he didn't want to take his cross to the burn pit and set it on fire. He didn't want to take his cross and take it off the wall and throw it in the closet, Sister Peggy. He didn't want to take his cross and put it backwards behind his back so nobody could identify him. But Brother Chris had said he wanted to worship. Can I challenge you when, when it's your turn to get on the cross, Brother Junior, to come to the house and worship? Amen. Because the devil don't know if he's getting advantage of you, Sister Jane, unless you open your mouth and tell him that. Amen. I, mean, I, know I'm, Sister Amy, I know I'm saying it's a hard thing, but here's the thing. We serve a great God. He's worthy of every praise that comes out of our mouth. Amen. Can't nobody do you like Jesus can do you now, Brother Allen. Amen. Amen. Because here's the thing. As humans, we can only walk so far with you. Sister Davis, there's just so much I can do for you personally. Where we stop, God can take over and keep on walking. Amen. Amen. If you need God in the midnight, he's at the midnight. Amen. If you want to talk to God while you're washing clothes or washing a car, it don't matter to God. Amen. It's just how big a cross you want to bear. He said daily, Sister Brittany, for a reason. We're supposed to serve God daily. We're supposed to let our light, Brother Orlando, shine before men daily. That's what we're here for, church. Sister Amy is to invite people and encourage people to tell people, this is a tough world out there, people, but you need Jesus. There's only so much money can take care of. There's only so much government can take care of. There's only so much your family and friends can take care of. But Brother Justin, God can take care of it all. We, we, we got a lot to thank God for, church. A lot to thank for. You know, when we get out of our cars, we ought to have a song and a hymn and a melody on our mouth and in our heart and on our mind. We ought to be so excited that it's church night or church day or church cleanup day or church mowing day. or ch Amen. Because you ain't going to get this kind of encouragement out there in the world, church. Brother Chris, you, I don't know about y'all's unchurched family, but they don't talk an encouraging word to me like I get inside this house. Amen. I'm so thankful. I, I like it from, from end to the amen. Amen. I like it. I like. I told somebody the other day, I love to be around God's people. Because you don't have to bear, Brother Jimmy, you don't have to be careful what you're going to hear with your ears. Sister Linda, they're not going to tell you things that ain't good for you. Amen. This is, this is a place that you can get your healing. You can get your deliverance. Amen. Here's what Job said about the Lord. In chapter 9 of, of Job, verse 4, he said, He is wise in heart and mighty in strength, and who hath hardened himself against him and hath prospered. <laughs> Think about that. Brother Ben, who has hardened himself against God and has prospered? God said he orders the good steps. What is, how is that? The, the steps of a good man's ordered of the Lord. Amen. If you get mad, Sister Chelsea, and you walk away, what has that done? It's hurt Sister Chelsea. When times are trouble, we don't need to run from God. We need to run to God. That's what Job done, Brother Larry. 
He said he just fell down and worshiped God. I thought about how that, let me see, I'm going to find this scripture real quick before I move on. This is what Job said in 19, 25, and 26. So the next time that, that, that the devil's whispering in your ear that God don't love you, let me just tell you what Job said in the middle of his troubles and trials and aggravation. When he had boils from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, and he was in agony. But aren't you thankful for God that told Satan, said, now Satan, you can just go so far with my man Job. Sister Donna, that's an encouraging word for me. Because you understand he's on, you know, I'm just going to drift here for just a few moments. There was a guy that I know back home, Brother Allen. He was telling me that his son's house got broke into. And they'd went in there and ransacked it and messed it up a little bit. But he said, I quote, he said he had two dogs at his house. I said, well, the dogs didn't prevent him from, he said, no, the boy had the dogs on a chain. I want you to just chew on that for just a minute now. That'd be like me toting a comb. There ain't a whole lot of use in that, is there? And Sister Shannon, if you got dogs, you ought to let them run loose. So in case somebody comes in your property, they can run them off your property. Amen? No need in having a dog if you're going to keep him on a rope or a chain where he can't protect you, Brother Darrell. Amen. Amen. Because when that person walks in there and coming in your house, Brother Chris, he realizes that dog's on that chain. He ain't scared of that dog no more. Is that right? He'll tote your stuff out and throw a hand bone out to your dog with your hand bone on it. Amen. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. When the devil starts messing with you, you need to tell him he's on a chain. Come on now, church. You need to tell him you're on a chain. Because the same God that told you you couldn't mess with Job but just so much. And here's the crazy thing, Sister Mary. God already knew what Job was going to do. The devil was playing with a hand that wasn't going to win either way. He shuffled and pushed that thing. That ought to get us encouraged. Sister Amy, to understand that no matter what he huffs and puffs and what he tells, he's a liar. And the father of all lies. I've heard people say, now you don't want to talk about the devil too much. You'll stir him up. But Brother Danny, he can only just do so much. Amen. He can't kill me unless God said he can kill me. Aren't you thankful you serve the God that's got your life in the palm of his hand? It don't matter. I think the Lord said one time, said, don't fear him who can kill this body, but fear him who can kill body and soul. That's who we serve, Brother Allen. Amen. He's, he, he holds our breath in his hand. The devil don't do that. But let me get back to the subject here. It said Job in 19, 25, and 26 said this. He said, for I know, church say, for I know that my Redeemer liveth. He didn't stay on that old cross. He come off that cross. Amen. We serve a risen God, a risen King, a King of kings and a Lord of lords. He went down to hell and took the keys from the devil and said, you ain't playing no more. It's over with, Sister Melinda. So we ought to remind the devil. It's the devil, we know our Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth and though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Amen. We like Abraham. We just passing through. We're on a journey. Amen. The devil wants to put a pothole here and a bumper sticker there and a pothole over there. Come on, Sister Daniel. But he can't change. 
Amen. He, he can hinder us and slow us down just a little while. But Sister Townsend, he, he can't destroy us. Because why? Because we know our Redeemer lives. Because we know who's in charge. Amen. I was reading an article the other day. And this is what it said. It said that there was a, 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 a preacher in China. And Brother Jerry, the, the article said that they threw the preacher in jail because the government had set up a preacher over his church. To, the government had an imposed preacher that was going to do the preaching, and the preacher said, no, that ain't the way that works. He said, I'm the preacher of that church, and I'm going to do the preaching. So the government come and got him and locked him up and said that he had got out, and the, and the people across the world was praying for him. They were sending letters to the embassy, the American embassy, to the White House, and to the government in China, Sister Lana. And this, this, this preacher got out in seven and a half years. He didn't have to do the whole eight years. And said the, the guy that was telling the story said, man, I was talking to him and told him, said, brother, you know we've been praying for you. He said, yes, sir. He said, I know you've been praying for me, and I appreciate all the prayers that went up for me. He said, but I sure am glad God didn't deliver me. He said, what you mean? He said, man, when I was in there, I talked more about Jesus. I had people coming to me wanting to talk to me about Jesus. Because you see, they needed Jesus, Sister Beverly, is what he was saying. He said, God had me in the place. God was taking care of me. But God had me right where he wanted me to do just what I was supposed to be doing. Amen. Come on now, church. Somebody said one time, we ought to grow where we are planted. Because God knows how to plant us. He knows how to water us. He knows how to give us fertilize. Come on now. He knows when we need shade. He knows when we need full sun. He knows when we need a little extra uh, miracle growth. Come on now. He knows when we need to be talked to. And said, come on now, just a little encouragement. Because most, if that would have been Brother Wayne, I'm going to just talk to other Brother Wayne. I'd have been in the corner crying over there. Lord, please send, send that angel that got Peter out of the prison. Just, you know, let him smoke me on the side and say, Wayne, get on up and put some clothes on. Let's get on out of here, boy. That's the kind of angel I'll be looking for. But Brother Darrell, this preacher said, I'm so thankful God put me there. Church, if we'll grow where God's planted us, come on now. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Brother Mike, if we'll just really get ourselves and die daily to God, we was talking about this a while ago coming over here. What really could God do in our life? Sister Taylor, what really could God do in our life if we didn't hide our cross? If we really did crawl up on that cross and we really did die daily every day. When somebody run up on Brother Chris and all Brother Chris wanted to talk about was Jesus and him crucified, they quit running up on Brother Chris. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because there's one thing about the Word of God. It's either going to draw you or it's going to push you backwards. Come on now. Amen. Because this flesh don't want to get under subjection. We got the Holy Ghost. Let me start over. I got the Holy Ghost and I fight this flesh all the time. Amen. I have to drag it to the altar all the time. Because Brother Darrell, it wants to show itself unseemly too many times. So you know if we have to fight the flesh, Sister Shannon, you know when we're talking to somebody about Jesus, that's stirring up inside of them. 
But I, when I look around, I want to have a big cross. I want people to say just by his speech that he must have something a little different than other, other people that I'm around. Because when times get tough, I want them to know that they can come and hunt out Wayne Williams and he'll be willing to pray for them. I want to be like that preacher that said, I got thrown in that prison, but while I'm there, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. Come on, wouldn't that give the devil a headache, Brother Donnie? Amen. Say something did happen, you had to go to the hospital, and all you wanted to talk to them about was Jesus. Come on now. Amen. I want to talk to you real quickly about another man that we all know about, that Daniel in the lion's den. The Bible said he had an excellent spirit, says Brother Mike. Daniel 6, chapter, uh, chapter 6, 1 through 5, it said, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princesses, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Now, verse 3 is the one I love. It says, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Such so a Sherry, the way I read that thing, it sounded like though King Darius was fixing to make him the big man in charge. Now, I don't know about y'all now. I ain't worked a lot of important jobs. I've worked some good jobs by the grace of God, but I'm going to keep moving on. Um, but, but, but there's people that get jealous, such so even when God starts promoting you a little bit. Amen. Now, everybody that says, Lord, Lord, is not going to enter in. Everyone that says, friend, friend, ain't a friend, Brother Chris. Amen. So these men had plotted a plan to, to, to get something taken care of here, Sister Taylor, and that was to get rid of this man called Daniel. Because the king had thought to make him ruler over all his stuff. So they come up with an idea, said, now, king, here's what we want to do. Because you're king, and nobody should ask a petition of another god or another man, but you, King Darius. King said, boy, I like the sound of that. I, let's, let's do that. I'll, I'm going to just sign it and put my insignia on it. And for 30 days, Sister Sherry, if anybody gets called asking for anything from anybody but me, they got problems on their hands. Then the president and the princess sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But listen to this, it says, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was, a, he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Verse 5 says, then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Come on, church. If they had me and you on trial tonight, could they say we got enough Holy Ghost inside of us that we, they could convict us guilty of being a servant of Jesus? Think about that now, church. Because I'm going to tell you now, it's one thing, Brother Orlando, talk about you love Jesus, but it's another thing to crawl up on that cross. Amen? King Darius thought to set, set Daniel over all his stuff, but there was some jealousy working. Sister Chelsea. But the Bible said for as much as he was faithful. He was faithful. 
I thought about when it said he had an excellent spirit, and I'm just drifting here for just a minute. I wonder if in Galatians 5 and 22 and 23, which says, but the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. Against such there is no law. I wonder if Brother Brian if some of that wasn't in Daniel. I wonder if he didn't have some 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 joy and some love and some peace and some long-suffering going on and some gentleness. Because it sure sounded like to me there were some folks in, on his team that really wasn't on his team, Sister Jen. Sounded like they the ones that wanted to be in charge. But aren't you thankful for the favor of God? Amen. I'd rather have the favor of God than all the money in the world. Because God can put you in a place and let your light shine. Brother Allen, amen. Aren't you thankful for that? In, in verse 10 and through 11, it says, Now when Daniel knew, now get, get this, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Come on now, church, think about that. You know, he, Brother Allen, he could have said, You know, I'm just going to walk around the kingdom. And I'm just going to say a prayer, but I'm going to keep it underneath my breath. Come on now, Brother Donnie. Because see, those folks that wanted to hang a charge on him, Sister Mary, knew what he was going to do. Come on now. The devil ought to know if he pushes Brother Wayne too far, he's going to find him a place somewhere to pray. They used to say where I come from, say, devil, make me mad. I'll turn the plate over and we'll go to fasting and pray and put you on the trail. Amen. Amen. But here's what Daniel said. He said he, when he knew it was signed, Brother Brian, he didn't go hide. He didn't say, man, this will mess up and jeopardize my big promotion. Sister Amy, that I'm fixing to get. He said, I'm going to go pray like I did before. Because church, nothing shows your life greater than when the rubber meets the road. Amen. When you pray, God, send me somebody. Sister Michelle, God sends you somebody. God, give me an opportunity to let my light shine and God to send somebody to see if your light really does shine. It says in verse 11, it says, Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Aren't you thankful for faithfulness? Amen. Aren't you thankful for, for a God that, that, that wants us to be faithful to him? Aren't you thankful for men and women of God that you know if you can just call this person, if I can just get in touch with this person, they're going to pray for me, Sister Mia. And it's going to be more God to, God to help Sister Mia. And that's going to, oh, it's going to be a lot more than that. They're going to find a place that they can set their self aside. And they're going to get in serious confrontation and war mode. They're going to put that, that body armor on and they're going to go to war for you. Brother Hal, ain't that what it's all about, being our brothers and sisters? Verse 18 through 21 said, Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. It so upset the, 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 the king, Sister Mary, and he, he wasn't even a Christian. He was an idol worshiper. But, the, but Daniel had such an effect on him, Brother Donnie, that he said that the king went to his palace, passed the night fasting, neither was instrument of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Come on now. 
I'm telling you, if you'll live a godly life in front of your brothers and sisters that you work with, that you play with, and that you, whatever you come in contact, if you'll die daily on your cross, you'll affect people. Amen. I've had friends of mine tell me that they've been in stores and, and people just be mumbling and grumbling and they could just feel those spirits moving on them. Oh, Brother Darrell, I want that. I want to walk in Super Walmart and them demons just rise up. Amen. I, I do, church. I do. You know, we often talk about, in the book of Acts, where he talks about what the devil told those seven sons of Sceva's. Come on now. He said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know. But brother, I want the devil to know who Wayne Williams is. Amen? For that to happen, I'm going to have to take my cross up daily. Come on now, I'm going to have to die on that cross. I'm going to have to set me more than just a few minutes aside, Sister Peggy, to, to, to serve God and to worship God and to praise God. Because if I didn't get trouble in 2020, it could be in 2021. It could be in March the 5th of 2021. But this is what I know. If he took Daniel through, if he took Job through, if it took you through, it'll take me through. Amen. But we got to be like Daniel. When the devil sets a, a bar up there, we don't turn around and run and hide. We keep pushing on like we pushed before for Jesus. Because I'll tell you, church, somebody's watching your life. Somebody's watching your life. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried and lamented a voice unto Daniel. And, 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 to, and the king spake and said to Daniel, O king, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thy service continually? It pays to serve God continually. Not to be hot this week and cold next week. When things are rolling good, I'll worship and run the aisles, but when things ain't going so good, I'm going to sit down. Come on, Sister Lana. God wants us hot all the time. The king said, I know that thy God, whom thy service continue, is able to deliver thee from the lions. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. And you know the rest of the story. He said, they ain't bothered me tonight. They went to sleep, and I've had a good night. That same God that delivered Job and delivered Daniel is the same God we're talking about tonight. The only thing that separates us and them is we just not made it into that place of where they're at. But if we do, Sister Sherry, that same God's going to show up for me and you. Amen. In closing... I just want to say, how big is your cross? I know y'all don't know who I'm fixing to talk about, so I'll be real short and be quick. There was a man called George Jones, was a country singer. I know y'all don't know who I'm talking about, so that's okay. But Brother Mike, he sang a song when he was alive. He said, who's going to fill their shoes? Brother Danny, he was talking about country legends and singers. But I'm talking to men and women of God. That's what I want to talk about. You can stand. Who's going to fill those shoes of men and women of God 
Sister Peggy, this walk, this straight and narrow path made a way for me and you to be here tonight. When it was time for them to get up there on that cross, they climbed on up there, Brother Darrell. And it was their time to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. They walked through the valley of the shadow of death, Brother Wayne. Brother Wayne, maybe it's mine in your time to fill those shoes. I don't know about y'all, church, but I want to be associated with Jesus. Because every time I've needed God, God's always been there for me. Brother Hal, I, I, I want people to know I'm a servant of the Most High King. Would you just join us with some song and some worship for just a few moments? This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.